Hey everyone, and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm Nicole Kimanjian. I'm here with Cody Richard and the host of this show, Jeff Rappaport. This is episode 246, and today we're going to go over part seven of how to determine when and how to write creative financing offers. While listening to this episode, if you guys have questions, please head over to the Creative Financing Podcast Facebook group. If you're not part of the community, just search the Creative Financing Podcast in Facebook and ask to join. There will be a live session on the second Thursday of every month, so bring your questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can ask your questions in the comments below. Lastly, we want to thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing this po- podcast with your friends. Awesome. Um, so really what I wanted to do is I, 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 I we just created some offers. Nicole created some offers, right? She created two of them. Um, and I'm curious, uh, Cody, what, what, if anything, would you have done differently um on these and i will give you what my what what i did and um i I think we'll find that they're not terribly far off right so um but what what's your feedback yeah so i think they were good offers i think they were different enough um honestly in today's market i probably would come even lower on the purchase price for both of them um, maybe hitting 340 on the high end if that was our arv and being below that on my other offer the down payments i thought were reasonable for both i like to be on the lower end and if they want to try to talk me up we can talk about it sure. but ten thousand on the one twenty thousand on the second offer so generally i thought it was good i'd probably start with a little bit more favorable terms for myself on the on the front end so I can copy what's here. If you'd like, I can quickly sure. make updates. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for my option, um, I love the 15 year. Like I mentioned for the purchase price, I would have come down closer to 340. Um, I mean, if I knew what the down payment was or what they needed, I would sure. go based on that. But in this, I'll leave it at 20. I think that's a perfectly reasonable down payment especially having a a second offer with a lower down payment. Mm -hmm. So my monthly payment, I'd probably start at like 3% interest. Um, If again, if they want to try to talk me up, if they want to try to make it higher, that's fine. But being that there's no underlying mortgage, they're still going to be making about 1350 a month in net income, which is great just for this property they've been wanting to sell and they're getting market value for it. Yep. So I would have changed that a little bit. Um, Again, brought that interest rate down to three. I like 15 years. I would have kept it there. And with the 15 year of my balloon payment would have been about 195. And then we can, I guess we can look at the net real quick. So a little different than Nicole's. Her net was 539. Mine would have been a bit lower. Plus 20. My net would have been 458. So about $80,000 lower. So comparing her 7-year offer and this 15-year offer, I probably wouldn't be able to present those together. Her first offer was it netted like for well, how much did I say before? Four, 
425. Yeah, so that's so the difference between that 425 and the 458 wouldn't be significant enough for me to present those together. Right. So I also would have brought down some of the stuff on the other offer. Oh, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because purchase price your, being lower. This is your longer offer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. But yep. that would have been where I took it. And with that, the monthly income would increase um, on my exit. The down payment would be the same on my exit. My balloon would increase a bit on the exit. Yep. So I would like to start there just to give myself more spread. Mm-hmm. And that all depends on if they're motivated, um, how, how demanding they are in these different areas. So I, I would like to start a little lower, though. Yep. So... And I'll tell you what what I did. I and it, it's interesting because they're all kind of similar, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I created three offers, and um, my first one is almost so it's three forty with twenty down, just like that. Three <laughs> percent uh, interest, but I didn't amortize it over thirty years. Um, uh, it's more of that simple hybrid interest. Okay. And, uh, and what'd you pick the payment at? 1500 because in all of these offers, really what I looked at is I didn't want to be much over $1,500. And, um, that way, if I'm getting, you know, 1900, 2000, I had to rent this property. Um, I feel comfortable that, um, you know, uh, I make either a really good cash flow or um, I'm protected, right? And this is free and clear. I don't have to work around any debt. So um, uh, I I agree your payment of $1,350 is a good payment, but uh, I offered a shorter term, which I know is exactly opposite of what we've been talking about. (laughs) But the way the reason that I did it is that if I can get that rapid principal pay down, um, I, there's some things that I can do to be able to get out of this deal um, in five years. So, um, and to be honest, I, I wrote this two weeks ago, and uh, over the last two weeks, I've decided I wanted to write longer term deals. So, um, <laughs> I, I'd probably offer it more at like seven years, but. I do get pretty good rapid principal pay down. So my payoff after five years would be 274, 747. And seller nets 384, 747 total. Um, Just as a reference, so you would be at about, right about 80% ARV. At that that balloon time with that three seventy five. If it doesn't do anything from yep. here on out, right? Yep. Yep. And sorry, what'd you say for the net there? The net it was three eighty four seven forty seven. So, um, you know, yours are much higher than mine, mm-hmm. and and I would be okay with either of those offers, right? Um, uh, and. <laughs> Uh, what I'd probably should have done is um, maybe drop my payment just a little bit and um, uh, extended the term a bit. So 
Uh, now, if we look at a second option, um, which is <laughs> very similar, uh, it's like 345 with 25 down, 4% interest, amortized over 30 years. Monthly payment of fifteen twenty-seven. So I'm still within like that twenty-seven dollars of where I want to be um, for ten years. You doubled the term on that one. Yep. Okay. And the balloon was two fifty-two one hundred eight. Now the seller nets four hundred and sixty thousand three forty-eight in ten years. So that's like another almost eighty thousand for another five years. Yeah, it's pretty uh, significant. Very yeah. enticing for a seller. Yep. Um, and I had a third offer, um, one that we didn't talk about. But we're going to do subordination. What offered... made you decide to do subordination, Jeff? So if it's free and clear and, um, you know, what, what is the weakness of the first two offers? Down payment's pretty low. Right. So that's what I can make stronger with a subordination offer. So if the issue is, is that they need more money up front, then mm -hmm. it makes only sense that I give them something that can get them more money. And that way, hey, we, we've got several different situations covered. Um, you know, if they needed 50 grand so that they could go do something with it, my offers right now don't get that them the money that they need. But with the subordination within reason, I can. So um, I offered three hundred and fifty thousand, and I almost always offer more with subordination because there's usually not going to be any interest involved. So um, it's going to be kind of principal only. So they're going to net three fifty total. So um, uh, the other ones they make way more money over time, but. Um, they, if getting the money they need up front is super important, this is the one that gets it for them. So, um, and what I want to do is I try to offer as little, the, the lowest amount that I can, because one way or the other, I'm paying more interest on this portion, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so I offered 60,000 down and, uh, I borrow that in first position, and then there, the balance of two ninety is um, held in second position. And the way that I looked at this is that, hey, I I know I can go borrow this privately at eight percent um, interest only. I'll pay four hundred dollars a month. So, what does that tell me about what I should be able to offer them? Uh, about eleven hundred. Yeah, if that's what you're going to do, right? So. That's what I did. I offered them eleven hundred dollar month principal only payments, and I kept this to five and a half years. 
because we didn't do a great job of getting the details, right? Like how long of a term, what kind of down payment. And so my assumption is that most people want shorter terms, not longer terms. And Mm -hmm. so here I have two that are around the five-year mark and one that's around a 10-year mark. And uh, they would make their balloon payment be two seventeen four hundred at the end, and uh, plus the sixty. So I would still owe about two seventy seven four hundred, which is um, again borderline at that eighty percent. Pretty close, yeah, yeah. about eighty one. Yeah. And that's without any appreciation over the next five years. So uh, I feel fairly confident that would be okay. But do you see, Nicole? I mean, I know if we asked you, you'd say, yeah, I struggled. I didn't know what. But your offers were not so they're, – they're right in line with both, with what both Cody and I would offer. Um uh, really, you just need some confidence in how you get there so that mm-hmm. uh, you, you feel comfortable in doing it. Um, but is yeah. this a deal, Cody? Would, would you pursue this? With Yeah, with any of these offers, I'd pursue it. <laughs> right? Uh, like, <laughs> if you can get a, a 400 to 800 plus dollar a month cash flow on a on a property in the 340, 50 range um, that's free and clear uh, in good condition in a good market. Yeah. You do that every single day. Mm-hmm. I think it was, um, it was help like uh, it was easier once I knew um, what a buyer would do um, uh-huh. to, cause then it's more purposeful when you're, playing with the numbers right versus just like well i don't know i'm just throwing this in there <laughs> like it, i guess it well, sounds good and maybe in reality we did but you just mm-hmm. you didn't it didn't register for you right remember when yeah it didn't. we were like looking at hey what would it take what would it be around if they went and got a loan and it was like 6.75 or 7% before mm-hmm. we ever started that, right? We we yeah. I said let's get an idea with what the payment would be. And mm-hmm. in reality, that's what we were doing is what we were looking at is hey, what range, you know, what would someone going to the bank be open to paying? Um more than likely, one of our buyers is going to pay more. And mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, maybe even do a little bit less so that we know, hey, worst case scenario, does that still work for us? And when I'm coming in at a $1,500 a month payment, basically across the board, that, hey, if if my lowest that I can get from my buyer is $2,000, I still make $500 a month, right? Mm-hmm. And if the seller came back and was like, well, I really need $1,650, um, could we negotiate another hundred bucks for him? Yeah, we, we certainly sure. could. Don't always want to put our best offer out there, right? When there's room, mm-hmm. we, we like to create some room. And if they say yes, we just get it. And if they want to negotiate, we still got some room to do so. 
So in reality, we did try to figure out where we would be um, ballpark. And and that's the whole goal. But yeah, I thought that might help. Um, uh, That way you get to see, you know, Mm -hmm. what fits. And when you're trying to figure out, hey, I'm going to have an end buyer. I want to make some money and it's going to make sense for me. But uh, yeah. And what people forget is, hey, this works for me. And uh, this is, you know, the best case scenario, I'll sell it to this person. But first of all, you took the best case scenario. Um, I I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And second, if you don't get the offer accepted, there's no best case scenario, right? So um, that's where the goal has to be is if I don't get it accepted, there's no making any money. And so it can't be so one-sided. It really makes no sense for the seller. Right. Yeah. And what I recommend to anyone, I mean, trying to get started with writing creative financing offers and having some analysis paralysis, use this whole series as a guide, learn which way works best for you. And if you have questions, reach out in the Facebook group, there'll be people there to help push you and guide you along so you can get comfortable, write 10, 20, 30 offers. Like, okay, yeah, I've got this down. This makes a lot more sense. I totally agree. And hopefully it has been helpful. Um, And this is the kind of series you probably want to watch on YouTube and see the visuals and be able to work through the numbers yourself because it'll be a great exercise for you. Um, We'll have to decide on our next recording if I will do one or not. Uh, that was the plan but um i think we got the point across and you've seen me do plenty of deal structuring i I don't know if that would add to it or not we'll we'll think about that and let you guys know but any last words i mean nicole especially i'm really curious and don't if it didn't help tell me no, Jeff, it sucked. It didn't. Of course, help. this helped. <laughs> I am not complaining about this one-on-one uh, mentorship I'm getting from both of you. Like this is, um, these episodes are super helpful for me every time. Um, and even being in the hot seat was, uh, was even more helpful just because I had to logically think through things. Um, and with your guys's guidance, which I usually wish I had when I'm doing these on my own. Uh, so this was cool. I get to now watch um, like on replay, basically for myself, even. Um, so uh, if you guys, if our listeners like learned anything from this, like, please leave us a review um, because uh, we're giving this free content. And I don't know how much these classes or like what you would pay Jeff, maybe you would know, like for someone else to teach you this, but we're literally, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, like it's free. So, um, we're just asking for a payment of, uh, a written review. Five million dollars. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, now, and to be honest, the reason that it is free and the reason that it is that we do give this away is that, um, you know, two reasons. And I, I, I'm hoping that if it's not the same for the two of you, that it will be at some point. Um, I am slightly older than both of you, slightly. Uh, and, uh, I enjoy teaching um, and I enjoy 
having an impact on people's lives. And so if we can make that happen through a podcast, I'm all for it. And uh, uh, it's been great working with the two of you because I, I just feel like there's different layers that we can deal with. And uh, just like our audience has different, there are different places in their investment career that we can kind of help the more experienced ones. We can help the less experienced ones. We can help the very beginner ones. And uh, when it no longer is doing that, I think that's when we retire. So any last words? I appreciate the both of you. That was quite the series and hopefully it was good for our audience. Yeah, nothing from me. Thanks, Nicole. Or good job, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. For going Thank all you, that. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We will see you soon and uh, go out and create some terms. <laughs>